Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Untapped Potential Podcast. Uh, this is Derek. I'm just giving you guys a heads up. We ended last episode with Isaac finishing up his takes on the Eastern Conference. So we're picking it right back up. I'm going to give you some hot takes on the more important conference. So before you give it a listen, go ahead and follow us on Twitter at NBA underscore untapped. And then if you want to be on the show, email us at untappedpotentialpod at gmail.com. We'll answer your questions. We can listen to some of your takes. If you want to record something, we'll have you on the show. Just whatever you guys want. It's all your show. So talk to you later. You give me your hot takes and let me give you why you're wrong. Ooh, okay, 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 okay. So I've got mine listed up. You ready? Yeah, I'm always ready. Here we go. I'm, I haven't done these. I was going to do them in alphabetical order, but then I realized that's boring because then I would have ended with, like, the Jazz, and that's not really, like, a good hot take to end on. So I've kind of rearranged them. So I'm going to start off with the Mavericks. Um, I've got them having – last year they had 24 wins. I see them getting a better record. That's not really a hot take. You know, you got DeAndre and Luka Doncic now. But I just came up with, like, I didn't really go too in-depth with each team. I just have, like, one little statement I want to say about each team. So the Mavericks, um, I think Doncic and Dennis Smith Jr. are going to be, like, the next big, like, young backcourt. I like them really well together. They're going to be fun to watch. Um, Besides that, they're going to be bad again. Dirk's going to be old, but beloved. I hope it's his last year for his sake. <laughs> um, make that money, man. Make that money. Dirk's yeah, make money, man. But Dirk's been like a good, like he's been the ultimate like team player because he stayed loyal to the team and he never asks. Like I think the past couple of years, he really hasn't asked for like, you know. Super. He's taking pay cuts. Yeah, he's been taking pay cuts. He hasn't been doing the Kobe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kobe wanted every cent he could make until like even when he was, you know, terrible his last two seasons. Kobe had five, so... Yeah. Oh, rings, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my, my, my philosophy is, like, he won you five rings, you can suck for two years. Like. But I would argue that the Lakers, like, those last, like, couple years, they wasted, like, so much of their potential on, like, just having Kobe, like, have his farewell parade when they really could have been building for the future. But, you know, Dirk's being anti-Kobe and kind of just, like, letting this team develop and not really, like you know, taking the spotlight off of him, which I really like. They, the Mavs finally got DeAndre Jordan after many, years, <laughs> <laughs> after many years of trying to get him, and they're getting him at probably the worst possible time. I, I really don't see him doing too much. Uh, 30-year-old DeAndre Jordan. I'd argue the last time would have also been just as bad. Yeah, I mean... What did they have different at that time? Rondo? I don't, I don't even know. Dirk was a couple years younger. Um, let me see. I, I just want to go back to – it was probably around, like, 2015. 2015. Yeah, they had, did they 2015, have Harrison Barnes then? 2015, 2016, had, like, uh, nobody. They had JaVale and, like, Devin Harris, Wesley Matthews, who's on an absurd contract right now. Chandler Parsons, see, who's also on an absurd contract right now. It's always been a bad time. <laughs> Yeah, ever since the Mavs, like, won that championship, there really haven't been much to talk about. Um, nope. I, I like – I'm really curious, again, my main take is Doncic and Dennis Smith Jr. I want to see how they do. They'll be very exciting to watch. Okay, moving on. <laughs> Next team, I got the Denver Nuggets. 
I believe yes. Isaiah Thomas, the newly acquired Isaiah Thomas, is going to have a breakout year. He's uh, going to be on a team, like, wanting a point guard. I mean, they got Jamal Murray. They've got Gary Harris uh, running guards for them. But I could see Isaiah Thomas taking over that starting point guard position and just running with it. Because the Nuggets' man assist man last year was Jokic. Because, again, we all love Jokic. He can do everything. Uh, Jokic literally does everything for the team. Um, but yeah. I could see Isaiah balling out. And finally, like, you know, resurging after that weird year of him being on, like, three different teams and nobody wanting him and him playing like trash. Hmm. Hmm. I don't think he'll get the chance. Okay. You don't think he'll get the chance? I think the Nuggets are too committed to their youth development. Yeah. I mean, I do like their – I like the Nuggets as a team. Jamal Murray and Gary Harris is, like, a really good – backcourt to build off of and then Michael Porter Jr. I don't think he'll play this year I think he'll do the red shirt get the red shirt treatment come back next year and ball out but yeah I do like them as a team they're not gonna do anything in the west the thing is I like a lot of a lot of these teams in the west but the west is just too dang strong for anybody to you know make huge improvements so they'll be about you know as average as they were last year (laughs) But I hope Isaiah – this bull prediction is more of me just, like, hoping Isaiah balls out because you got to feel for the guy, the little yeah. guy who's up to the same height as me. But <laughs> you got to feel for him. Let me go. Um, these next two takes are not – are cold. Uh, the Clippers will miss the playoffs and be in middle-of-the-road team because they are absolutely a boring. <laughs> they, they have nobody on their team. Tobias Harris, man. Tobi- Tobias Harris. I like Tobias Harris. He had a breakout year last year. He did have a breakout year, but it really didn't get anybody anywhere. <laughs> didn't he get traded? I mean, he got traded to the Clippers from Detroit. Yeah, he was having a great year with Detroit, and they got traded. He's been on, like, four different teams since he got drafted in 11. Um, he's been on the Bucks, which I don't even remember him being on the Bucks, to be honest. Um, yeah, no, I did not. He's been on the Bucks, Magic, Pistons, and now Clippers. Um, he's a solid player. I just – he's Full good. offense. Yeah, he's having 15 points a game, 36 from the field for from three for his career. But the Clippers really don't have anything to to get excited about besides Miles Bridges and Jerome Robinson. Yeah, um, they're new rookies. They'll be fun to watch. But oh, Shea Gilgeous Alexander might be, might be. Yeah, come on. Yeah, SGA. That'll be fun. Uh, Grizzlies. Uh, no comment on the Grizzlies. I don't know what they're trying to do. Uh, Jaron Jackson. Well, they're the Grizzlies are weird because. Jaron Jackson is going to be really fun to watch. You've got Conley and Gasol as like two, like a great duo that's been great for them for years and years, but they've never been able to do anything with them, and they're just yeah. getting older. I, I I fear that what the Grizzlies did is they took a guy in Jaron Jackson Jr. who's ready to play in the NBA, but he's not – he's still a prospect. You know, he's, raw. he's still got a lot of growing to do. And so I don't know. They, they, when they took when they took him, I, I thought I was like, this is a great pick. But also with your current roster, I don't see how they overlap. Yeah, I, I see this as like you're going to think of the Mike Conley Gasol days, and, and then you're going to think think of the Jackson Jr. days, and it, they're not going to overlap. Their eras aren't going to overlap, but like technically they will. You know? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. They're kind of in a weird position where. 
they have like this young they're they're trying to have like a young like youth movement with Jaron Jackson, Dylan Brooks, Marshawn Brooks. Marshawn mm-hmm. Brooks isn't young, what I'm saying. Dylan Brooks. I don't know. Not really anybody else. But then they have like Chandler Parsons, Mike Conley, Mark Gasol, who they're paying a lot of money or like are good Chandler Parsons isn't good anymore. But no. They just have like two different generations. Like they don't really have much of a direction, I don't feel like. So that's why I really have a take on them, just because I don't know. They're they're not. Really and they fired their great coach. Yeah, they're not really a take worthy team. They, I, I, yeah, Fisdale. They they're fired Fisdale. Fisdale was killing yeah. it for him. He's great, and that, that was a great pickup by the Knicks too. Sorry. Oh yeah, I like Fisdale on the Knicks. Grizzlies boring. Um, next, <laughs> got a T Wolves. Okay, this is where my takes get a little more interesting. Um, I like Timberwolves. Actually, no, I do not like the Timberwolves this year. I think either Wiggins or Jimmy Butler will be gone by the trade deadline. There's, like, murmurings of uh, Butler, like, not wanting to be in the Wolves. I, I see chemistry issues arising. I see Carl Anthony Towns having a great season, but it being overshadowed by just how crappy they are, and I don't think they'll make the playoffs. No. No, as in you're great. I agree. I agree. I agree. Okay, yeah. I, yeah. The, again, the West is too strong. Um, Jeff Teague's not really a starting point guard. <laughs> not worthy to be your starting point guard. Yeah, and I think Wiggins and Butler will not be able to coexist. I think one of them's gone. Suns. Uh, Suns is going to be very fun to watch. Devin Booker's going to have an amazing year. He'd be an all-star in the East. In the West, he will be... Uh, if, if 10 people get injured in front of him, he'll make the all-star team. <laughs> I tried to, like, write out all the All-Stars that would come in, out of the West this year, and I had a list of, like, 20 guys, and Devin Booker was nowhere near. The West is just so stacked. But yeah. Aiton's going to have a he'll have a good year. I mean, Aiton's going to have a really good career, I feel like, but he, may not just have, he might not have, like, a breakout rookie year. Is he your rookie of the year? Is he my rookie of the year? Yeah, I didn't think about rookie of the year. I'm high on Doncic, but I could see... Aiton, give him a run. Uh, who, who's your rookie of the year? I, mean, I, I see Aiton being okay. rookie of the year. I think I think Doncic gonna, is going to do great, but I think Aiton's overall stats are going to be too good. Like, I see Aiton averaging, like, 15, 16, like, 9, 10, and a couple blocks a game. So I think that's just too much. You know, like overall, his overall game is going to look so good. Okay. I can see that. I think the Suns will be a fun team to watch, but they're really, they won't do anything this year. They're kind of going to suck again. But I think within, by 2020, they're going to be like a team to be reckoned with. Devin Booker like had an interview like recently. He said, we're not going to have another losing season. Like mark my words and dead wrong. (laughs) They're going to be terrible next year. But I think Devin Booker is going to have a great season, and he's going to just, like, solidify himself as a superstar in the NBA. And come 2020 and onwards, once, you know, everybody develops, that Josh Jackson, Aiden, and Booker Big 3 is going to be something special. So uh, I just I just want to reiterate, Derek says Devin Booker's wrong. Basically, you're challenging Devin Booker to a game on 101 now? I'm down, I'm challenging Devin Booker to a three-point shootout. <laughs> three-point shootout with Devin Booker and then Mallory versus Melo uh, one-on-one. So just so we know, these are the challenges that are pending right now. No, Mallory um, versus Melo dunk contest. Uh, Booker versus... 
<laughs> Mallory three-point. You know what's crazy? I'm older than Devin Booker. Yeah. Devin Booker's been in the league for, like, four years. And he's yep. still only, like, 22, 21. He's 21. Yep. That's ridiculous. I feel so old. <laughs> me at 23 years of age. Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. Yeah, Devin Booker, hit me up. I'll, I've been working on my floater. I, I, I strictly shoot floaters. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> I do not know how to shoot a basketball, but I know how to, like, chuck it into the, into the hoop. So I'll challenge him to a floater three-point contest. <laughs> Uh, we're doing college threes, by the way. No, no NBA threes. Oh, better for me. Yeah, exactly. I got so I'm it. trying to give you an advantage. Actually, no, he's he'd wreck you even more, dude. Okay, you're right. You're right. I I'll still have to take that challenge. Where was that? Okay, I've got the Trailblazers. Um, just I always compare the Blazers to the Wizards with because they have that backcourt of like two like semi superstars like you got Lillard and McCollum and then you got Wall and Beal I equate them to each other so just like you think one of them is going to be gone I think either McCollum or Lillard's going to be gone by the end of the season I think they're going to have to make they're going to have to make a decision between one or the other because uh, they're paying them both a lot of money they're both I'd say Dame is a superstar in the league McCollum's a star but they're going to have to I think they'll have to choose between one or the other but beyond that you know conundrum I don't really I'm not too excited about them. They got Seth Curry. You know, that'll be something fun to watch, I guess. He'll be a good backup. He's a great backup player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Caleb Swan again will be fun to watch as much as I hate the uh, Purdue. I I still think – I think he'll get his minutes. I think he'll be fun to watch. They, they have Nick Stauskas. Stauskas to Yes, my boy. Nick Stauskas. Um, they've got uh, – Mo Harkless for ten million a year, and they've got uh, Evan Turner for eighteen. Not great. No. Nothing. Nothing great about this team. No. Um, I mean, they were. I think they were the third seed last year. I, I definitely see them taking the fall, just because a lot of the teams in the West are getting better, and I haven't really seen the Blazers do anything to get better this year. Um, nah. So I can yeah, see I them. They're taking a tumble. Yeah, I agree. Speaking of taking a tumble, Sacramento Kings. I think that <laughs> this is uh, you, can you tumble from the bottom? <laughs> exactly though. <laughs> this is a take, Isaac. I think you'll be happy about this take. Right. I think that real negotiations will take place, indicating that the Kings will relocate to Seattle within the next few years. Let's go. They're such a poorly run franchise. Like what we talked about in the last episode. They are the worst-run franchise in the NBA. Um, a couple years ago, there was, like, speculations that, like, their uh, owner wanted them to, like, ch- play four and five and just have somebody cherry-picking the whole game. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure the Kings owner just d- had never watched basketball before, and he was like, this seems like a good thing to do. Yeah, um, that's a cool thing to own an NBA team. Let me let me just uh, throw in half my uh, – daughter's college fund and just you know yeah own an nba team because i can my goodness well there are there's actually i mean no matter what i do see a franchise coming to seattle soon um because there is a 
kind of like group of buyers out here that brought in that are working to bring in an NHL team. And then once that's set up, I think they're really, I mean, whether that be another friend, buy another franchise, bring it here or an expansion franchise, Seattle's going to get NBA again. Guaranteed at some point we will see a Seattle team. Yeah. The Kings, there's nothing, one, there's nothing in Sacramento outside of the Kings. I mean, it's the capital of California, but I can't really tell you anything else about Sacramento. I, I was in their airport, dude, and yeah. I looked outside, and it was just fields. I was like, "This is the capital." <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Two, I was looking into this issue, like into this take, and there's a Wikipedia page that said um, Sacramento Kings failed at relocations. So like, there have been multiple occurrences of the Kings trying to relocate within the past, you know, handful of years, and just like it has its own Wikipedia page that it, like it warrants its own like. Story. Where are they trying to go? Uh, let me pull it up. It was weird. Let's see. Yeah, failed relocations of the Sacramento Kings. Um, in 2011, they tried to go to Anaheim, and then I don't know. <laughs> this one doesn't have a date, but they tried to. Get, <laughs> That's a problem. They tried to play and get re- relocated to Virginia. Which I don't think Virginia deserves. I don't think Virginia deserves basketball after you know, their basketball team <laughs> lost to a 16 seed. But you know, <laughs> they, don't <deserve laughs> they don't deserve basketball anymore. No. See, that, that, that's the problem with the Kings, though. They're like, where should we relocate? What about Anaheim? Like, are you what, are you kidding me? <laughs> Anaheim, Virginia? Like, dude, take another team to Texas before you go there. Like, are, what? Like, go to L.A. A third team in L.A. would be better than where you're trying to relocate. Like, really? Yeah, the Kings need to go. And then just like, yeah, in 2013, they were trying to go to – they were trying to get sent to Seattle, or Seattle's trying to take them. Yeah, I, I Kings, bad franchise, do not need a team. Nope. Okay. Next, I've got uh, the Spurs. Mm. I've got the Spurs – Making the playoffs solely based off of Pop just coaching his butt off, like just and DeRozan averaging fifty points a game. Ooh, I'm sorry, I did not mean to slander Demar Derozan. <laughs> I think DeRozan will have a good season. I don't think he's gonna have you know the MVP season you think he's gonna have. But let me see, they've got they're not bad. They I think Pop could literally take like any team and get them to thirty wins. So when you put get when you give them like you know DeRozan, Rudy Gay, Pau Gasol, um, Ginobili, Patty Mills, Dejounte Murray coming off an All NBA defensive season, I think Lamar. How do I can't believe I disrespected Lamarcus Aldridge, but Marcus Aldridge coming off an All Star season. I mean, don't don't make the playoffs. Don't, they have a good starting lineup, dude. They do. You know they're not gonna turn any heads, but they'll win a solid like you know forty eight. 47, 48 games make the playoffs just because Pops yeah. is that good. So beyond that, Spurs are normally boring, and I think they'll continue to be boring. Um, <laughs> it's just the – most of it's the color scheme. Nobody yeah. wants to watch a team in gray. Yeah, they, they really did not do a good job of branding when they started out. I like the Spurs. Like, the Spurs used to have, like, uh, some green and, like, pink. Yeah. But, but it's, it's at least a little pop of color as opposed to, you know – no. Gross. I'd rather the gray and black. Gross. Green and pink. It was like, I don't know. I can't. What is it, Easter out here? Come on. Oh <laughs> Fine. Take your, take your monochrome colors and leave me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I've got, I'm saving the best 
Okay, these are the last six takes, and these are the ones I like the most. The teams I'm most excited about. I've got the Utah Jazz. I see them uh, making... I see them as a top four team in the Western Conference, like getting that third or fourth seed. Um, mm-hmm. They're going to be like that solid team that like just has a great regular season and has a really good record, but then just falls apart in the playoffs. But because, you know, they're not, they're not playoff tested. Um, you, you got Gobert coming off a defensive player of the year, a season. You got Donovan Mitchell. Hopefully he doesn't have a sophomore slump. I think he'll have a great season. Just a very solid defensive team. Ricky Rubio always, you know, throwing passes, playing pretty good defense. Richie? Richie Rubio? Richie Rubio. I'm sorry. You said Richie. I said Ricky. You said Richie. It's Ricky. Sorry, Richard Rubio. (laughs) Ricardo (laughs) Rubio. Raphael. I send your Rubio to you. (laughs) But I like Um, them. Uh, Favors, Gobert. Uh, Rubio, Donovan Mitchell, um, throwing a little bit of Grayson Allen, fighting people, and uh, I think they'll be a fun team. Yeah, I can see them. Be, they'll be a solid team. Uh, Quinn Snyder's coming off. He got second in the voting for Coach of the Year. Great coach. I think they're gonna have a good year. Not do anything really much in the playoffs, but I think they'll be you know a solid like three four seed. And then everybody, I, I think. Go ahead. I, I think Grayson Allen's gonna break a record this year. Oh yeah. Most games suspended as a rookie. Ooh. <laughs> I want to see who has that record. Did Draymond, did Draymond have, a, like, a, a tough rookie season or maybe Boogie? Boogie, Boogie, Boogie. Um, I don't even know if that's like a – well, they keep stats for everything. You, you know they got to have that somewhere, but if you can't find it, it's no big deal. Oh, Gilbert Arenas is suspended indefinitely. <laughs> Ooh, I'm Ooh gonna permanently Wikipedia. banned? Yeah, Wikipedia for a list of people banned by the NBA. Permanently couple, banned. Uh, the first two were Indianapolis Olympians. Ooh, oh, yeah, I see that. They shaved points while playing in college. Oh, that's, you can't do that, buddy. Donald Sterling, no. rightfully so. Wait, Donald Sterling? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, OJ mm-hmm. Mayo violated the substance abuse policy. He'll be eligible to apply for a reinstatement last month, so maybe he'd... He's back. I don't know. Well, uh, Metal World Peace, Ron Artest was banned for 86 games. Oh, my gosh. For what? When he played for for the Malice of the Palace, yeah. Ooh, I didn't know it was that long. Yeah, 86 games. Wow. Wait, yeah, 73 regular season games and 13 playoff games. So basically the rest of that season he was suspended. Mm. I want to see what some of these boys did to get banned. A lot of it in the 50s was uh, betting on – Games or shaving points or betting on your own team. Um, and Gilbert then, Arenas got suspended 50 games after shooting himself. I remember that, yeah. Bringing guns to the locker room. Yeah, that's uh, you know that's what you want out of a team player, your franchise yeah. player. Yep. <laughs> yep. Jody Meeks was suspended for 25 last year. Oof. For what? For testing positive um, for drugs. Mm. It was uh, performance-enhancing drugs. Those drugs will get you. Joakim Noah, same thing. 20 games, though. Carmelo Anthony had a 15-game suspension for punching New York Knicks player Marty Collins. <laughs> Carmelo, role model. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want to slander Carmelo too much. Oh, yeah, um, you do. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rodman yeah. kicked a cameraman in the groin. Ooh. <laughs> Got to 11 games. On purpose? 
Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, I want that. J.R. Smith, um, ten games for fighting Nate Robinson. I see that. Nate Robinson, ten games for fighting J.R. Smith. Huh. Separate incidences, actually. <laughs> I wonder. I wish that. Do you, did you see the story last year when J.R. Smith threw soup at one of the assistant coaches? No. He threw a hot bowl of soup at one of his assistant coaches in the locker room. Oh my god. Which is Oh, um Metal World Peace got a seven game suspension for elbowing James Harden. Ooh. Oh, I remember that. That was like on Christmas. Oh, Dennis Rodman got a six game for headbutting referee Ted Bernhardt. Oh my god. Dennis <laughs> Rodman's a savage. <laughs> Only six games though. He headbutt a freaking ref, man. <laughs> Dennis Rodman was not playing any games. I mean, I knew that, but, like, wow. Yeah, he was not playing games with the refs, and he was not playing games because he hurt the refs. <laughs> he hurt the refs. Exactly. <laughs> Literally, Dennis Rodman did not get to play any games. <laughs> Got to respect All him. right. Yeah, okay. back to the hot takes. Anyways, anyways okay. This will be – this this hot take counteracted one of your other hot takes. Golden State Warriors – will go 16-0 in the playoffs. They're going to sweep. I think Because I think at that point, they'll have DeMarcus at full health. Like in the regular season, they're going to be, you know, they're not going to care. Because the past two years, the Warriors really haven't cared about the regular season. Well, I mean, the 73-9 season they cared. But last year, they really didn't care. There was, Did you see, like, the videos of the Warriors, like, Steve Kerr was just like, I'm done. I'm going to give Draymond Green the clipboard. And you're gonna, he's going to coach you guys the rest of the game. <laughs> like, they were just, like, experimenting with stuff because they could. Like, they're playing, like, the Kings on, like, a Tuesday night. And they're like, hey, Clay, drop some plays for me. I'm going to go get a rum and coke. <laughs> like, I could see the Warriors just, like, you know, messing around through 82 games, casually grabbing a two seed, and then going 16 out through the playoffs. That's my hot take on you know, a team with five All-Stars. And then... You still there? Yeah. Okay, you're good. Sorry, I was looking at a... I, there's a Reddit user called S-E-A-N-L-A. Yeah. Um, and he's beating Woj just up. But I saw the thing, and I was like, wait, is a team moving to Seattle? No, no, it's not. I read that story. It was a good story. Last four teams. I've got the Lakers. I've got the the... Los Angeles LeBrons are not going to have home court advantage. They'll be a five or six seed. I think this is going to be, like I previously said in an earlier episode, I don't see LeBron like not getting home court advantage. But this this team is just too weird for me. Um, <laughs> it's just too weird. They recently, like, um, I think Beasley was the player they picked up in between our podcasts. Like they Me? got Beasley, oh. yeah, Beasley. Uh, Luol Deng stole like a thirty million dollar contract for no reason. Uh, <laughs> as an exaggeration, but like Beasley, Javale, Rajon Rondo, Lance Stevenson. I don't know what they're trying to do. Lonzo Ball, Michael Beasley, uh, Isaac Bonga. Yes. Who's a six nine point guard? Contavious um, Caldwell Pope, Luol Deng, Josh Hart. Uh, Brandon Ingram, LeBron James, Kyle Kuzma, JaVale McGee, Rajon Rondo, Lance Stevenson, and then Wagner. Mo Wagner. I like Mo Wagner. Oh, and, uh, and, uh, Avika Zubak. Zubat. Oh, Zubat. 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 Yeah, Zubat. So oh. That's, that's, that's your squad. 
I don't like it. Um, no. Did you, did you see the um, the Cleveland newspaper that like had a headline? It said uh, Lonzo Ball and the Los Angeles Lakers will head to Cleveland to face the Cavaliers on like October whatever. And then they're in like in parentheses or like in the subtitle it said also former Cavs player LeBron James will make an appearance. <laughs> <laughs> He'll show up. He'll be there. It's just like salty, the ultimate salt. Yes. But this team. It's just too weird. I think I'm in, on the bandwagon of thinking that LeBron James is solely moving to Los Angeles so he can produce documentary series and <laughs> films. Because on our Twitter, we posted, like, he's, like, supposed to be backing, like, a myriad of, like, reality shows and, like, documentaries and, like, television shows. Oh, yeah. He, I, he's been doing that for a while, though. That's that's straight up one of his things. But I think, I think the move to the Lakers, to L.A., is, like, just going to just, like, skyrocket that part of his career, and he's going to just, like, take a... Basketball is going to take a backseat just for, like, this next year because this next year is going to be not great. I'd argue. I, I think I think this next year he's still going to... He's still going to be great. He's going to do everything he can in basketball, but I think, it, you know, he is out in L.A. for other reasons as well. I, I, I think that's... You, you can't argue he's not. That's part of the appeal of L.A. Definitely. I, I just don't see them doing anything in the playoffs. Uh, oh no. Yeah, they'll be they'll be fun to watch. It'll be you know they'll I'm gonna definitely try and follow everybody on Snapchat and Instagram. You know just see what Lance Stevenson posts about that team. Born ready, baby. Born ready. Okay, finishing up here. Last three takes. We got the Rockets. I've got a, like a layered prediction for the Rockets. So I think that Melo is going to refuse to take a bench role. Just be you know stubborn as all get out. I think Chris Paul will get injured again, causing them to fall out of the top two seed and then collapse in the playoffs. And then they're left to sit and wonder why they signed an aging CP3 to a long-term deal. That's fair. I think the Rockets arguably got worse <laughs> this year or going into this season. They really haven't done anything. They lost Ariza. Um, they signed Capella to a long-term deal, which, you know, you're just keeping Capella. You're not really getting too much better there. And you signed um, a Carmelo Anthony who, you know, had a negative impact on his team last year. But and at least you signed him for the minimum. Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, mean, the Hawks are basically paying him for you. Yeah, you're not really losing too much by getting Melo. You're just taking a risk of him just, like, sabotaging your team. Yeah. Um, which I think will happen. Let me let me get this like let me put this out there. I want Carmelo Anthony to do well. I just want him to come off the bench and do well. That's fair. I, 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 go ahead. I don't know if Carmelo is a good signing for the Rockets, but if anywhere is going to work for him, I think this is it because Chris Paul's there. Yeah, Carmelo hasn't played with like a point guard or like a guard like CP3. So I could and they're friends. Yeah, they are great friends. I could see them thriving. Like that'll be a cute little like you know, tandem, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's going to, the Warriors are too good. I could just summarize this whole full prediction with saying the Warriors are too good. None of this matters, but <laughs> then there wouldn't be much of a podcast. They'll be fun to watch, but Mello's just not going to do them any favors. No. All right. Last two takes. I'm, I don't know which one I want to have first. Let's go with the Thunder. I'll do the, my Thunder take Ugh. first. I have the Thunder making the Western Conference Finals. Because okay. I, say that again. I said okay. Okay. Okay, see. Um, 
Because my playoffs, I rearranged them. I've got just the top four seeds. I've got Warriors, um, OKC, Houston, Utah. Okay. Um, so I can see the definitely OKC making it out of the first round. Then the second round, I could see them beating the Rockets because CP3 will probably be injured by that point. And then, you know, getting swept by the Warriors in the conference finals. But I think them losing the, – it's the mellow effect. I think them losing mellow is just going to make their team a little bit better. I think Paul George is going to get some of those shots Mello was taking. Uh, Mello shot the second most, pretty much the most three-pointers in his career last year. And I think some of those shots are going to go to PG. PG is going to have an improved year. Paul George is at his best when he is a second option and when he can really, like, lock down the other team's primary scorer. Because he's we've seen him on the Pacers. He's had good, definitely had good years with the Pacers, but I think he's maximized when, like, the pressure's not on him because he's shown. Despite the Gatorade commercial, Paul George is not a clutch player. No, my God, no, he's not. <laughs> so. I don't think he will do well under pressure, but when he can put that, when Russell Westbrook takes that pressure off of him, I think he can have a really good season. What Uh, was his stat for like game winning shots? Oh, it was like 0 for 16 or something. Like right when that Gatorade commercial came out, all the Pacers haters, including myself, were like coming out with like those takes against Paul George. Like actually, he has not made a single game winner his entire career. (laughs) Yeah, Paul George. Not a clutch player, but he doesn't need to be because you got Russell Westbrook and Stephen Adams. I think that's a solid three. I like he's he's zero for fifteen for potential go ahead shots in the final twenty seconds. Exactly. Like he doesn't. That's not his role. That Gator commercial is a big old L. Trash. Um, <laughs> let me see. I like Schroeder as a backup. If Robertson can stay healthy, I like him as a solid defender. They'll be a good team. I have them as a two-seed back in the Western Conference Finals just based off of uh, PG and Russell Westbrook just going off. And another hot take, Westbrook's going to average another triple-double. <laughs> I, I think he'll do it three years in a row, and it'll go unnoticed again. It'll like Each time he does it, it'll be like less and less noteworthy, but it'll still be you know, significant, and he's going to have a great season. And then uh, final take. New Orleans. Give me something hot with the Warriors, man. What'd you say? Are you already? Did you already do the Warriors? I did the Warriors. Yeah, sixteen to zero. Oh, oh yeah, you did say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, New Orleans. Give me the hottest take. The hottest take. Anthony Davis will win MVP. No. Yes. Okay. No, John. Yo, no, Giannis. No, Giannis MVP. My only. My flaw with this is gonna be his team may not be good enough because, like, in recent years. A lot of the MVP, the stake behind the MVP has been having, like, you know, a top three team in your conference. Because Harden just won it off of being uh, the number one, one seed. the one seed in all the NBA and having an amazing season. Westbrook won it off of just averaging a triple-double for the first time in, you know, 40 years or so. His, I think his team was like a four, three seed or something that, that year. But um, I... That's my flaw in this argument, that Davis, the Pelicans are not going to be a top four seed. I could see them being like a five or six seed. Um, But Mm -hmm. I was looking up, I pulled out the Excel spreadsheets. I was going deep into this. After Boogie got hurt on January 26th, um, they lost five of their next six because they were getting adjusted. But then from then on, they won 20 of their last 28. Um, Anthony Davis only missed one of those games, and he just sat just for rest. But over that last 28 games, he averaged 30 points, 12 rebounds, and three blocks. 
Oh my god. He went off. So I think if he does a if he does a whole season of that, if Drew Holiday has a great season like he did last year, I could see the Pelicans grabbing like a five seed, having like maybe a fifty. Because I think the West is so good that fifty wins will probably be like a five seed. Because I think everybody had like that 48, 47 wins. I think, and they were like, that was like seeds like three through eight was like 48, 47 wins. Yeah. So I could see the Pelicans grabbing like 49, 50 wins. Davis just going off and them just being like, you know what? This man is like too good. He's literally all this team has outside of Drew Holiday. He wasn't really a star, but he's what this team has. And he's putting up like 30, 15 and three, night in, night out. Yeah. I could see, I want the Pelicans to do well for Anthony Davis' sake, because I want Anthony Davis to, he's top three, I think Anthony Davis is top three NBA players in the league, and I want him to win the MVPs that he will eventually win in the future. I want that to start right now. I like it. I like it too. But again, I I like the honest take, just because the Eastern Conference is going to be so, like, devoid of talent that I could see him just, like, rising and just leading his team to, like, a great, like, a a good record for the Eastern Conference and just going off. So those are the two. I, I like those two. I think one of those two is going to get the MVP this year. I like that. Yeah. We're, uh, you know, probably, I think we're like an hour and a half into it. But <laughs> yeah, we're out of time. We, we might split that up, but uh, maybe we don't. Maybe you just, maybe you guys have been sitting here for like uh, two hours just listening to us babble about uh, Carmelo. Every team in the NBA. Yes. Well, yeah, well, it's nice talking to you. Yeah, uh, bye, Isaac. I'll, I'll never talk to you again. Bye. Bye. Well, no, I'm not actually like hang up, but just just bye to the podcast. Yeah, bye to the podcast. Okay, bye, yeah. podcast. Bye, podcast. <laughs>